Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Monday morning, the Monday after the Brexit, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, and the website at allamericangold.com, where we got all kinds of news up there. You can order online. Matter of fact, you can order 24 hours a day, seven days a week, out at allamericangold.com. And what a what a weekend. I mean, the Dow finished down 600 points on Friday, and then everybody had the weekend to try to cool off and see if cooler heads would prevail. Uh, Right now, the Dow is down another 250 points, but what's it all about? You know, is is it all about, oh, you know, England and the U.K. and trade and they're not part of the eurozone what does it all mean and they try to tell you this that and the other really what it comes down to what it really is all about it's all about how bad of shape are the banks really in that's really what it's about barclays this morning tumbled matter of fact barclays has lost over 30% of its value. People are starting to see credit default swaps widen out. And for those of you that don't understand that terminology, that is just simply, will other banks, are they willing to lend money to other banks? And when they start to get nervous, when they start to demand more assets, than they normally do. That's what they mean when credit default swaps start widening out. But we're going to talk about what real, what the real implications are, how this is happening, why this is happening. And when you really start to think about it, remember, I issued you guys a warning months ago talking about the effects of negative rates, talking about how you are going to start seeing these banks come under immense pressure. And when you look at what happened with the Brexit, now you see the pound sterling. Matter of fact, gold crossed $1,000 to the ounce in pound sterling this morning. And you see the the pound sterling falling now down to like a dollar thirty uh, to a U.S. dollar. You need a dollar thirty U.S. now for a pound sterling. You used to need a buck and a half which is a significant fall. But the real issue has to do with the British now, the their bonds falling below, their 10-year note below 1%. People wondering how soon until they're going to have to start lowering rates in the U.K. on top of what the Japanese need to do, on top of what the Europeans would need to do, on top of what the Chinese did this weekend, the Chinese devalued again. And remember what I've been telling all of you. This is a race to the bottom. And part of the reason now nobody's talking about rate hikes, the dollar has been on a tear, is is the dollar now up over, what, from 93 on the Finex to now over 96 and rising. And people are starting to wonder 
when are we going to have to intervene? What are we going to hear from our central bank? Because even our 10-year note, down at the one fours, none of these banks can make any money. And when the financial system can't make money, right, then, then what starts happening? Right? They need to be very conservative with their capital. They need to, to make sure that they're going to be able uh, to meet requirements. And right now, the only game in town seems to be the central bankers backstopping their banks. British Prime Minister, well, he's only going to be Prime Minister for a little while longer, David Cameron, is addressing his nation as we speak. One of the things he had to do this morning was to come out and try to reassure, like he would know. I mean, that would be like asking President Obama how sound our banks are. They have no idea. But he had to come out on television today to reassure everybody, no, don't worry. Our banks have plenty of liquidity and plenty of capital. And it just made me laugh because it got me thinking about Bear Stearns. You know, Bear Stearns, two weeks before Bear Stearns went under, their CEO came out on TV. Now, right, this was the CEO of Bear You would think that guy would know. Trying to tell everybody how great of shape his bank was in. And now we have the, the leader of the U.K., the prime minister of the U.K., having to address the nation and trying to assure people that the banks in England are sound, but yet when you look at the stock price, it's sending a much different message. But this is really a growing problem. You look at the banks here, you look at what's happened to Citi, J.P. Morgan, B of A, all of them down double digits. And you see, see all the banks, all the financial system, all over the world having the same problem because they never fixed the problem from the last time. They pretended that they fixed it, right? They they printed a whole bunch of money to say that they fixed it. They came up with a whole bunch of new regulations to say that they fixed it. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't do anything about the actual debt, about the actual loan, about the actual derivatives that they all have. Right? It's like saying we fixed the cold by handing you a Kleenex. It just doesn't work that way. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is just an incredible last, really, when you think about it, 48 hours going to Friday into today, if you don't count the weekend, and all of the things that are happening so quickly. Uh, last night, we got another devaluation out of China with the renminbi, and, and of course, one of the things that we keep talking about is the dire shape of all of these financial institutions. And you look at, at China and what they've done, all the loans that they have, and, and now you have, again, really people that are experts at making money due to financial calamities 
coming out and saying China's now getting ready for a hard landing. I mean, can you imagine throwing that on top of it? We, we've got the U.K. in trouble. The banks, all of the banks in Europe are in trouble. The Japanese banks are almost dead. Now I heard this morning that, that the Japanese may not be able to wait for when their central banks meet again at the end of July to, to go further negative. They may have to have an emergency meeting as early as the, before the end of this week. Their prime minister came out and said that he has given, I don't know that how it works over there, but he has told their central bank, Abe has told their central bank, do whatever is necessary. As they try to make the yen weaken, and they just can't seem to make it happen, and we look at all of the negative rates, and then you start thinking about how banking really works. Right? You're supposed to make the money on the interest. Well, if there is no interest, and now we're, we got to believe that there's negative interest, how are they supposed to make the money? And part of the great regulation, you know, these super smart people, they're just so smart. They didn't want to break up these banks to make sure that all of us would be you know, be able to survive it, they didn't want to do that. Nope, they wanted to make sure all of us were at risk. And part of their great regulation, right, because that's how they fixed it, right? They just needed to regulate it better. They came up with new capital requirements. That's a really nice-sounding word, capital requirements. And what they meant by that is, based upon what you have loaned out, you need to have X percent of your loans. And by X percent, most of it is somewhere around uh, 4 to 6 percent. Some of them are 6 to 8 percent, depending on the country. X percent of your loans need to be in what we call Tier 1 debt. Tier 1 debt. And then they have Tier 2 debt and Tier 3 debt, right? Because all debt is not created equal until everybody stops paying. And then guess what? It's all equal. But Tier 1 debt, only very few places you can go for Tier 1 debt. Matter of fact, the numero uno candidate, you guessed it, sovereign debt. U.S. debt, Japanese debt, right? Eurozone debt, U.K. debt. So these banks are forced to hold it all. But now these, now these banks that have been forced to hold this government debt is now being forced to what? Pay for the privilege. And it's eroding their capital. They've regulated them right into the perfect storm. There's nowhere for them to go. 
And so when you sit there and you start thinking about what does Brexit really mean, nobody cares. It's not about trade. It's not like people are going to stop trading with England. Oh, no, you left the EU. You know what? We're just going to stop selling you stuff. It's not what it's about. You think it's about immigrants? It's not about immigrants. Right, I talk about sovereignty. I know the the reason why the 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 people of the UK voted for it because they want to have more control, or hopefully, or what they think will be more control over their their country's borders. But the reason why the stock market's so upset, the reason why we're seeing all of these countries. Talk about devaluation, talking about emergency meetings. The reason why David Cameron had to come out on TV and try to assure people of the U.K., don't take all your money out of the bank, we're okay, it's going to be fine. Because it all has to do with what comes next, which is rates going further negative, which is now the U.K. having the lower rates. Now there's going to be talk, and trust me, it's going to happen. Right right now we're at the no-rate hike talk. How soon until we get to the we're going to have to lower rates talk? And, and I saw Goldman Sachs downgrading all of its estimates for the entire world. I mean, you name the country on what they can expect in returns from sovereign debt. All their forecasts. You know, remember now, just three months ago, not even three months ago, a month and a half ago, two months ago, somehow we're going to have a 10-year note closing in on 3% next year. It's not going to happen. Right? The U.K. just went under 1%. German yields, Japanese yields. I saw Japanese 10-year notes at negative 1% and still falling. You know, it used to be negative a couple of basis points. Now we're talking full percentage points negative. And now we're starting to talk about is China going to have a hard landing? And this is the thing that I talked about on Friday. This is a global problem now. You think that we can watch Barclays go under and have it not impact people? Not in, not impact the entire financial system? That's what it's all about. It had nothing to do with all the rest of it. It really had to do with about what's it going to do to the financial bank. And we're seeing it play out all over the globe. They can't make money. That's really, it's really pretty simple. You talk about the fact that they forced them to buy certain types of debt that are now going to cost them money. And now you start to realize all of a sudden all of the valuations that they had aren't going to come to fruition. And I don't know where it's going to come from. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, are we really going to get there? And I think we are. 
where the banks are going to start charging you for your money. I mean, think about it. This is the financial system that we're heading toward. And they don't even want to admit it. Right? You used to put your money in the bank, and when you put your money in the bank, you essentially were loaning your money to the bank. And for being such a swell person, for just being such a, a nice guy, the bank was going to pay you a little bit of interest for loaning them the money. Right? Of course, now we know for the last six, seven years, they haven't paid you anything. Right? They don't pay any of us anything. But could you imagine now where you're going to be charged every, you know, every other week, your, your paycheck? Right, gets electronically deposited. Maybe once a month, your Social Security check gets electric, electrically deposited into your accounts, and they say, "Well, thank you know what that. Thank you, appreciate that. We'll give you ninety nine percent of that. How's that? How about ninety eight? Could be worse, right? We could take ninety five percent." And, 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 you know, you think it's, it's hard to comprehend. It can't be. That can't be what's happening. But then you start really looking at That's exactly what's happening. And this is why you see, you know, the Dow selling off a, a thousand points. You see all of the European stock markets all selling off. And you really look right at the financial sector. And, and it wasn't a regulation issue. It was simply they made way too many loans. They never fixed it. Right? And this is what we've been saying forever and ever. Think back. 2013. Gold started the year at $1,700. It finished the year at 1200 Why? Well, it was all based on the notion that all the central banks were getting ready to start raising rates, and all of these financial institutions were going to make a bunch of money because of it. Now, three years later, we're finding out not only did the rates not go up, and that the financial institutions aren't going to make more money, it's going the other way. Rates are going even lower. <laughs> and now we're, we're in this whole process where everything needs to be reevaluated again. And this has been the problem for, for really since the financial crisis. The central banks have tried to stop price discovery from happening. Because they don't want us to know how bad it really is. Because if you knew how bad it really was, you may actually do something about it. And so they've avoided real price discovery. No one knows what anything's really worth anymore. And you sit there and you really start thinking about what all the ramifications are going to be. 
eventually, I, I, I just believe this, eventually it comes home to roost, right? The, the inflation will come eventually. My guess is when they start charging people for deposits, that's when it's going to start. You know, you think about what negative rates really mean. It really means the money that we printed is going to be worth less tomorrow than it is today. So you better spend it today because it's going to be worth less tomorrow. And we're sitting here in an environment where we may witness the whole globe going negative. I mean, you think about our interest rate, we're we're not even at, what, a half a percent? We're at a quarter of a percent. And we've got nothing. There's no growth here. There's no great economic revival. Right? Look at the banks. Look at what the shares of the banks have done. It tells you flat out there isn't any. Time to make sure you're protected. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. If you're looking at adding to or getting some wealth protection, some insurance against the financial institutions, insurance against the fiat money. Today's special, and I'm I'm excited because I'm shocked that we could even have any to do it with. We've got about a hundred rolls of half dollars. These are the pre-1965 junk silver half dollars. There's 20 in a roll, so you're getting $10 face value in silver half dollars. They're $160 a roll. I've left that price unchanged. I mean, silver's up a dollar just since last Thursday. $160 a roll until I'm out on the gold side. Ask. I've got a little bit of just about everything. I've got a I've got a handful of two and a half Indians. I've got a handful of ten libs. I've got a handful of twenty libs. Ask. We're in a dealing mood. At 800-951-0592. And how bad is it? Because I don't want to overstate it. Right? I don't want to. How bad of shape is the financial institution really? On Friday, Alan Greenspan. Some of you may remember that name. Right? He was the head of the Federal Reserve for, I don't know, like 20 years. I mean, here's a guy that that had seen the financial crisis of the late 80s, right? It was, was there with, he issued the irrational exuberance line of the NASDAQ bubble, right? People gave him credit for creating the housing bubble, right? The 
He left rates too low for too long. They were at 1% for a whole year. That's what did it. Think about the lunacy of that now. We went seven years at zero, or right near it. Now we got negative rates all over the place. But we're sitting here, and, you know, here's a guy he's seen a lot, right? I mean, he's been through it. He's actually, let's face it, he's been in the inner weavings of it all. I mean, a lot of us have seen it, but very few of us have been right in the middle of it. During an interview on Friday, when discussing the Brexit vote outcome, Alan Greenspan unleashed a fiery sermon that could have been prepared just by reading a random selection of posts from his website. The former Fed chairman told his shocked host, which I love, right there, they're all like, oh, what? No, that can't be right. You're too old now. That the current period, far from the Obama recovery that has been spun every day, right? You know, that's what they keep talking about, trying to tell you the jobs market's better and this is better. He said that he talked about a ridiculous rate hike cycle that the United States is absolutely sliding into a recession. And he insisted that this period right now is the worst period he has ever seen surpassing even the infamous Black Monday. It's the worst period I recall since I've been in public service. There's nothing like it, including the the crisis of 1987 when the Dow went down a record 23%. Sit there and think about what he's really telling you, right? And and really, the funny part is, is there's plenty of people out there warning. And I try to tell everybody, listen, don't take my word for it. Because you're right. I do, you know, this show works upon you guys buying gold and silver from me. But when Alan Greenspan comes out and issues a warning, when George Soros comes out and issues a warning, when Stanley Druckenmiller comes out and issues a warning, when Paul Singer comes out and issues warnings, when Bill Gross comes out and issues you a warning, maybe you should listen. Greenspan said that he thought that the bottom of all potential problems, this has a corrosive effect that will not go away. I would love to find something positive to say, but there just isn't. And when you sit there and and think about really, you know, that really got me thinking. 
you know, as I read that I, and I got to thinking about what is this really about? What is this Brexit thing really about? You know, we talk about sovereignty and wanting it back and wanting control over their country and, and, and tired of the regulation and the EU making decisions best, not what's on best for the UK, but what's best for the EU and that type of stuff. That's part of it. But what's the real issue? Why did Jamie Dimon fly to London a week before the vote to try to tell everybody to stay in? Why did every billionaire and hedge fund and you name it come out? All the people I listed as issuing these warnings telling the U.K. not to do it. And then it became clear after reading what Alan Greenspan had to say. This is worse than any crisis he's ever seen since he's been in public service. And and I don't know what the end game is. But when we sit there and we look rationally at this, what these central bankers are doing, it's complete nonsense. It makes no sense. It breaks every rule of finance that has ever been written. And they're trying to pretend that they know what they're talking about. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two golds up another five thirteen hundred and twenty six dollars. Silver seventeen dollars and seventy five cents. Uh, the Dow is now down two hundred and sixty seven points. The Nasdaq's down thirty seven. The S and P down another hundred and seven points on the Nasdaq. The U.S. ten year note uh, now down. What? Boy, last I saw it was one four. Let me get a quick see here. If I can get it to pop up for me, one four five on a U.S. ten-year note. As once again the pressure continuing to mount on financial institutions, their inability to loan money, right, and make interest. So when we're sitting here and we're looking at at where we're headed next, and you look at all of the things that all of these central banks are saying. We're in a slowdown. Alan Greenspan says we're in recession. Japan says they're in recession. Europe says we're in recession. The U.K. says we're going to be in recession. Right? The Chinese, well, we'll call it a slowdown because who knows what their data really is. And you think about the need for going even lower? So now we're sitting here and we're watching all of this play out and we're trying to to surmise what is going to happen. And you start, you know, really going back and looking at the people that know the most. And and you you see the warnings that they're giving. And you see that, you know, 
Barclays losing 33% of its value? Right? All of the banking sector, the financial sector. And then, you know what, here's another thing that we don't talk about. You know, and I've been asking who's going to buy your retirement, right? I keep asking that question. But the millennials are going to buy it. They can't even afford health insurance. They'd love to buy it, but they got to pay their student loan. They'd love to do it, but you know what? They've got eight more years on their new car loan. At 70 and a half, the government starts forcing you to take distributions. Now, that's never been such a big deal up until right now. Because the amount of people, the baby boomers, starting to turn 70 and a half is growing. My mom just passed it. Right? We're starting to get into the big numbers where all of these baby boomers are going to have to sell and take distributions all at once. Who's going to buy it? You know, and you're sitting there, and it's almost like one thing after the other. And, and really, this is how a crisis happens. Not just one event, right? It's, it's a multitude of events, comedies of errors, whatever you want to call it, orchestrated events. You know, right at a time when people probably need to be holding on, they're going to be forced to sell. Right, and selling begets more selling, and you know how it goes. And so when I sat there and and I listened to Alan Greenspan, one of the other things he talked about was the whole industrialized world, all the countries we've been talking about. They all have very similar legislation, right? Coincidence? Of course not. This is how they set it all up. We got the aging population. We have all of these things that that are going to start happening that are going to put even more pressure on the system itself. And so you sit there and you start wondering about, you know, what happens when 20, 30 million, 40 million people all have to sell at the same time. I don't know, just something to think about. Just one more thing to, to put out on the radar. Today's special, rolls of silver half dollars. You're going to get 20 in a roll at $10 face value. They're $160 a roll until we're out of them at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. If you're looking to do some gold, call and ask. Today's one of those great days, and I tell people all the time, "Hey, when you're calling and ordering, you know what? If we didn't have a special, or maybe the special, you know, like today, it's a silver special, but you're looking to, to get into gold. Say, what do you have today? Today's one of those great days." to ask that because we got a little bit of everything, not enough of anything, but a little bit of everything uh, and really can put something really nice together for you at 800 951 
888-900-0592. That is uh, our toll-free number. We did have some economic data out today. And unfortunately, it's been like all the rest of the economic data, the trade deficit just exploded. Almost $61 billion left the United States last month. It's that's an incredible number. $61 billion uh, that we've <laughs> of money we sent out. In other words, we imported $61 billion more than what we exported. All of that, that's a negative effect to the GDP. Uh, this is a number that's been in the mid-40s, you know, 46, 47, 48. So a big ramp up there. And then some bad news coming out of restaurants. We'll talk about that in the final segment. Final segment on a Monday. Sure feels like a world divided, doesn't it? The UK is divided. We're divided. Everybody is divided. Nobody knows how to get growth. Everybody's trying to paint the best, the best picture that they can, and and the anger continues to to spread all over the globe. And then you start focusing in on the economic data. Uh, we had a horrible trade deficit number. Another bad reading on ISM. Matter of fact, the unemployment number in the ISM, the worst it's been since or several years going back. I want to say all the way to 2010. And then futures, the, the what is in the future, the worst number in four years on that. And then weak growth in the restaurant industry now, a warning sign for the entire economy. People need to eat. And when they pull back on restaurant spending, it's a clear sign that they aren't feeling confident about the economy the whole restaurant industry is pretty lackluster. It's not impossible for things to get better, but it doesn't look like the odds are with a rebound. If anything, they're anticipating sales to slacken even further. And so, you know, just outside of the Brexit, remember on Thursday when I talked about when we thought it was going to pass and they were going to stay in. And I still told you, great time to be in the gold market. Great time to be in the silver market. Because when you look at the actual data that's coming out, not just here but everywhere, it's not good. Right? The, 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 the big pickup didn't happen. Right? And we're actually stepping down. You know, 2014 was, let's say that was the marquee year. Things took a step back backwards in 2015, right? And then now we've taken another step backwards here in 2016. And all the storm clouds are saying, hey, get ready. We're going to take another step backwards in 2017. And, and of course, you know, the Brexit thing just doesn't help any. It just puts even more pressure on these financial institutions. A quick look here. Dow still down 265 points. The S&P 36, the Nasdaq's down over 100. Gold at $1,325. Silver's at 
and 75 cents. Rolls of silver, half dollars, $160 a roll at 800 951 If you're looking to pick up gold, great day. Call us up, ask us what we got, because we've got something for everybody as well. Uh, and just those of you that are in the metals plan, uh, we're coming up on the end of the month. Uh, we'll be shipping out products to everybody. Their uh, second round of shipments here. Um, the next week, you know, it's 4th of July week coming up, but we'll work our way around that. Uh, but by let's just say by July 7th or 8th, all of the metals people, all of your products will be shipped. Uh, if you're looking for information on getting involved in our metals program, you can go out to allamericangold.com. We've got the metals program button right next to the radio button where you do the podcast at. Uh, and if you want to sign up for that, call us. Wendy can take care of you with that as well. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see how the markets do tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Everyone take care.